to Anchors Away, the podcast that chronicles a landlocked new sailor's journey to finding freedom and adventure at sea. I'm your host, Todd Middlebrooks, and I welcome you along on my journey. Welcome back to Anchors Away. After an extended vacation, season two is here, and I've got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened since the last episode of the podcast, and today is kind of a dreary day in Georgia. The house is empty, and so I figured what better day uh, than today to start season two of the podcast. Uh, I've got a couple of sailing trips that we've been on uh, since the last uh, episode, and so there's plenty to discuss. Um, this episode is going to be a kind of a log back, a throwback to a logbook episode, um, from the U.S. Virgin Islands sailing trip in May of 2021. This was a trip that was taken with, uh, well, some of the details were in the last episode. This was a uh, charter with Dream Yacht Charter, uh, my wife and I and a couple of friends, uh, and then our oldest son stayed on the boat with us, and we buddy boated with a, another group um, and around just the U.S. Virgin Islands, so St. Thomas and St. John. So this initial uh, couple of entries in the logbook are from the travel day and the first sailing day. So here we go. This logbook entry is from Wednesday, May the 12th, 2021. Good morning from Compass Point Marina on St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yesterday we had a pretty good travel day. Our flight from Atlanta went well and was even a little bit early. We met Lindsay and Tripp at Baggage Claim in St. Thomas and were excited to get our trip started. We coordinated with Brett and his crew and Kevin to run them to CYOA and drop them off and then come back to the airport to pick us up so he could give us a ride over to Compass Point Marina. That worked well and it was great to catch up with Kevin on the 30-minute ride from the airport to the marina. And just a little history, Kevin is the driver on St. Thomas that Brett introduces to that we have used every time we have flown in uh, for a sailing trip. We arrived at about 3.30 or so and check-in time for the boat wasn't until 5, but I was able to get the paperwork completed in the office, and they said they'd notify us when the boat was ready. We walked a few steps down to the dive bar and grabbed something to eat, even though it was early, because we were all pretty hungry. As we were finishing up our hamburgers, which were really good, Karen and Lindsay headed off to the food center with Vernon, a taxi recommendation from Kevin, to get our provisioning done. In the meantime, the Dream Yacht staff told us that the boat was ready, so we began to load our luggage onto the boat and got situated while the girls finished up the provisioning. Just after we finished unloading all the provisions onto the boat, I got a call from Brett to see if we wanted to try and get our groups together for dinner. However, the long trek across the island in a taxi didn't seem very attractive after a long day of travel, so we stayed over here on our side of the island. I hated to do that to TJ and Aubrey, but it would have been tricky to try to get back over there, plus I had a lot to get situated for the evening so I can go to bed and rest up for tomorrow. 
There aren't a lot of options for food at Compass Point Marina, so we wound up going back to the dive bar to get takeout and eating dinner on the boat. It was great to catch up with Lindsay and Trip. I think this is going to be a very fun trip. We've been laughing a lot already. I tried to remain objective about Dream Yacht Charter since there were so many varying opinions out there. The Lagoon 42 that we were on seems to be in pretty good shape, and I like a lot of things about the boat. However, there are some things that could have been addressed better and are likely the responsibility of the charter company. Some of the cushions are missing, like the top deck cushions and one of the lounge cushions for the cockpit area. It would have been nice to have. Our stand-up paddleboard that we had added onto our reservation wasn't on the boat. One of the heads didn't look like it had been cleaned recently. They seem like relatively small things, but they all add up and contribute to the overall experience and first impression of a charter company. The staff in the office has been super nice and helpful, and how I rate them as a charter company overall is yet to be determined. And now on to our first day of sailing. U.S. Virgin Islands Sailing Day 1 Today was a pretty great day of sailing and adventure overall. The day started out slow, waiting for our briefing and getting our stand-up paddleboard on board. There were only three briefers working for Dream Yacht this morning, and two of them were actually supposed to be off. Apparently, a couple of their employees quit last week, and that kind of put them in a bind. We finally got with Brent, who did our briefing, which went well and was very quick. After our briefing and grabbing some fins from the office and making sure our stand-up paddleboard was attached, we got help getting off the dock as the boats were tightly spaced and the channel was narrow and shallow. Brent hopped aboard and got us through the channel and into the deep water before handing over the helm. The first thing I noticed as we were exiting the bay was that our depth gauge was not working. We set a course for Buck Island, and I attempted to engage the autopilot so I could fiddle with a depth gauge. I thought that the autopilot was holding our course, and I looked down to work on the depth. We began to veer off course directly towards land. Fortunately, the trip to Buck Island was a quick one, only about 30 to 35 minutes. We entered Buck Island on the southwest corner, where we found Brett and his boat on a mooring ball. I had failed to provide a clear briefing on how we would get onto the mooring ball. Karen and TJ both have experience grabbing a mooring ball in the past, but this attempt with the three of us working together along with Trip, did not go so well. It took multiple attempts on multiple mooring balls to finally get attached, but not without the lines becoming entangled in the bowsprit on the front of the boat. After some time and trial, we finally got on the mooring ball, backed down to test it and shut off the engines. Finally, we could relax for a little bit. We had not been there long when the rest of Brett's crew arrived at the airport and he had to go pick them up. We arranged to have all of the kids on his boat join us on our boat and we hung out a little bit longer at Buck Island. While we were enjoying our time at Buck Island, the neighbors moored beside us asked if we wanted some leftover pasta. We said of course and I lowered the dinghy to go pick it up. TJ was filming the experience and as I dinghied up and they handed me the plate of pasta, I noticed one of their crew was filming as well. It was pretty funny, actually. However, it was kind of them to share their leftovers with us, which turned out to be lobster spaghetti. I didn't have any, but everyone who tried it on our boat said it was delicious. We dropped the lines and motored towards Brewer's Bay, where we would meet back up with Brett's boat. Anchoring in Brewer's Bay was a breeze. It went far better than the mooring ball experience at Buck. 
We calculated the chain road, quickly dropped anchor in a pretty wide open spot in 26 feet of water right next to the airport runway. Shortly after anchoring, crew from the other boat began to show up on paddle boards and in the dinghy. We greeted Jess, Ginger, Brett, Brian, and Robert and began to pour painkillers and hang out in the cockpit, greeting each other, telling stories, and laughing a lot. As it began to get a little later, Brett's crew headed back over to their boat for dinner, and we began to prepare our pork tenderloin to eat on board. I lit the charcoal grill, and Karen worked on the grits, green beans, and bread in the galley. Our dinner was delicious, and Aubrey even stayed and joined us. After dinner, I dinghied TJ and Aubrey back over to Brett's boat, where they hung out and played games. Just before bedtime, I headed back over in the dinghy to pick them up to come back to our boat for the evening. Aubrey is staying over tonight so that she can have her own cabin since we did have an extra. I'm looking forward to another fun day tomorrow. The plan is to motor, since we will mostly be directly into the wind, to Cow and Calf Rock for some snorkeling before stopping in Christmas Cove and having pizza pie for lunch. Hopefully we can get there as they open, and there will be plenty of mooring balls for us to pick up. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe and have future episodes automatically docked into your favorite podcast player. Until then, anchors away.